Hey guys, this is Iron Riff Bison. You're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and Castbox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Play One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, that guy, James J. Alongside the leader of Squad Squad, Kaliko Yachi, is not here currently, but who is here? The American Scooter Dust. Hello, it's uh, very nice, very evil to be here. You're, not, you're supposed to be. I'm the American, not the Englishman, or well, German, technically, not the accent. That was an Antarctic accent. I think you need to get your book of accents down. Anyway, it's a great day for wrestling. Um, well, it was a great uh, week of wrestling for us, as last week on the show we interviewed Sam Laterna. Uh, great chat, great interview. Um, definitely a fan of Sam, and uh, just uh, a good chat with somebody on our side of the spectrum, which is always super interesting. Yes, remember, we're on the spectrum. No. And uh, next week on the show, we got uh, on my, uh, Rip Bison on. Um, <laughs> you were about to say Iron Mike Tyson. I was. <laughs> I definitely was. Uh, Seriously, oh, I love the guys at Wrestling with Entertainment. Oh, they do such such good work. And that was our cameo video that we got especially from Mike Tyson. We gave five, uh, $500 for it. Um, no. Uh, Rip, another incredible uh, interview from uh, Limitless and started his own promotion with Domi Exo, Grind Pro Wrestling. Um, lots of interesting and fun stories, uh, particularly with Perry Von Vicious and uh, one with ZPB, a guy we interviewed, uh, kind of an OG of, the, of wrestling with entertainment. So you definitely want to check that out. And um, here's a clip of it now. Alright, and now we have uh, the week after that, we have uh, Lady Becca and Hayden Dutch, um, Lu- uh, Love. coming on uh, from uh, Fight Factory Wrestling in the UK, um, that is an incredible chat that you do not want to miss. Uh, the week after that, we got Mordor. And uh, the week after that, uh, Nico Maestro. So February is uh, heating up, to say the least. But now that we're done putting ourselves over, time to get into the news. Um, one of the things I found super interesting was that WWE is reported reportedly interested in um, signing uh, independent uh, talent for short-term contracts. Uh, 
or mi minor appearances here and there. Um, is that a good idea? Is that something that WWE will actually be behind? Because it seems like it's always been with WWE. You're either them or nothing. Scootle? I think we're we're seeing an uh, an ever evolving market in, when it comes to uh, talent and promotions, and it's and it's slowly but surely favoring uh, the talent over the promotion now. Uh, pretty soon. WWE is not going to be in a position, or rather, they will be in a position where this is what they're going to have to do to survive. They're they're going to have to adapt, and I mean, add that on top of the fact that uh, that Triple H is not coming back to NXT. That and that Shawn Michaels is basically now running NXT. Um, Who saw that coming? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Um, this is it's a it's it's a good business model and. Quite honestly, I really think promotions really need to stop fighting against each other and all start working together at this point. You know, that's not exactly, a, that's not actually a bad idea to have, you know, honestly, your top guys, your Roman Reigns, your Seth Rollins's, you want them under contract with you because they're your talent. But, you know, that under, uh, that undercard, which, when it comes to WWE at this point, has been a revolving door, it would be so bad to have, like, uh, um, Brian Cage come in for three months and have a feud with Damian Priest and take the belt off him and have, uh, Cage be, you know, a monster heel that Damien has to slay. I know that's not maybe the best analogy, but it was, you kind of get the point, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it exposes the talent and it allows the talent to retain their identity. Yes. Because, because let's face it, they're not going to Signed for three months, six months, and it's suddenly cha enough. change gimmicks. Yeah. That being said, who are you interested in seeing from the independents, maybe another promotion, to actually come in and do something with WWE? Well, I mean, the obvious one if we're if we're being uh, if we're talking you know top promotions, it's moose clearly. Um, but the, 
one guy I'd like to see? Warhorse. Because of the comparison to Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Who would I like to see? Honestly, I'd like to see a Kennedy Copeland. But then again, I'm just a big fan of hers. Uh, yeah, maybe... Diana Perrazzo, may- I would love to see. That would be awesome. Yeah, maybe, you know... You know Tony Deppin... Uh... You know... And, uh, yeah, AJ Gray... Uh, Effie? Effie. Effie was the, uh... Um... Hmm. Maybe the runway? I'd love to see some Kylo Klein and Calvin Couture on my TV. Gregory Iron. Hmm, that would be... Oh, maybe a Mance Warner. And if we're going super crazy, um, Hammerstone. Well, I mean, if he has it, you know. Of course. I mean. Not, you know, not MLW's Hammerstone, Alex Hammerstone. (laughs) I mean, they could always get, uh, Landon Cutler. But, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this develops and where they actually go with it. If they go more of the route of younger talent that they could expose and test out, that would be pretty great. But if they're just going to go with, you know, a Jeff Jarrett, then, and have him win the Intercontinental Championship from Shinsuke Nakamura, then it's that's probably not going to work, no? Clearly, it would not work. Yeah. Uh, you brought it up. Um, Shawn Michaels is now running NXT, permanently. Well, not, no, I mean, not necessarily permanently. He, it's just by proxy, all the stuff that Triple H was doing fell onto his shoulders. And to a degree, you have to kind of feel a little bad for him that they they put all that responsibility on him when he might not exactly know what he's doing. I mean, Triple H, at least when before NXT started, he was doing operations for WWE for quite some time before he started NXT. So, he had that kind of experience backing him. Well, Sean Michaels is just kind of drawn into the fire. And as we've seen, the product has been suffering. Yep. Uh, apparently, um, 
the first name on the 2022 Hall of Fame uh, classes leaked. And surprisingly, it's Jeff Hardy. I heard the opposite. Uh, however, he turned it down. Yeah. That's an interesting topic, considering if they wanted him to be in the Hall of Fame, it kind of means that they feel Jeff Hardy's done. And the best step for him right now is to be in the Hall of Fame and get his flowers. Um, Jeff, uh, we, and this is all rumor and innuendo at this point, Jeff uh, rejected WWE's offer. Um, was it the right move by WWE to offer him more or less a Legends contract? I, I I don't know how much of it, it was, you know, pride or or whatnot, but this seems this seems really very um, eerily reminiscent of when Brian Danielson was first released, only to be rehired a few months later, and now that this has come out. It seems like that's what they were planning to do all along. Once Jeff, once it was revealed that Jeff uh, was battling his demons once again, that okay, we have to release you. We have to show that th- this won't be this this type of behavior can't be tolerated in terms of uh, you know in terms of you know, public relations, and then. You know, once, you know, once you show signs that you're, uh, you're, you know, recovering and whatnot, then, yeah, we'll hire you back. Uh, Jeff turning this down, I don't know if it's, it's a matter of pride uh, a matter of hurt feelings, uh, or if it's a matter of Jeff really being off the deep end. Which is a little scary. Oh, absolutely. Now, if I was... We could both agree on WWE wouldn't have just done this for anybody. They see a lot in Jeff Hardy. And also, you don't want to see Jeff Hardy somewhere else, especially when there's another big promotion with his brother in it that is more tag team based when it comes to their matches. Um... Would it be be a wise decision even at this point if AEW picked them up? Because you're not just dealing with, you know, the talent, you're dealing with the talent's issues. I mean, given 
what's been said by Matt about Jeff and that he's and that Matt stated that Jeff uh that he felt that Jeff didn't need rehab. Uh um it's it's also it's also even in, even more interesting because when he turned it down, Hardy asked for his drug test results uh, from when he was released uh, because apparently he knew he wasn't going to test positive for any recreational drugs. Um, now... Yes, WWE uh, does not want Jeff in AEW. However, you know, the Hardy boys are the friggin', you know, Hardy, you know, grandpas <laughs> at, at this point. Uh, so I think their expectation of the Hardy boys revitalizing AEW's tag team division uh n- no, because at, at this point, the Hardy Boys together are a nostalgia app now. More or less. And, and you know, Matt isn't even wrestling as more uh, as, he, as he used to. Uh, I kind of feel like Matt Hardy has a longer shelf life on him just from the way that he wrestles. Jeff, on the other hand, being the daredevil, charismatic enigma in his late forties, I mean, there's only so much you, there's so much you could do with that kind of style at that age before you know you kind of have to hang them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, Jeff is under contract until March ninth. Um, so, no offers can be made on, uh, until then, uh, but, yeah, he, it looks like he's gonna end up in, in AEW. It seems like this is more than just, um, a failed drug test, per se. It feels a little bit more bizarre than that. Um, and obviously, we don't know as that much about the situation on the outside, but do you think that Jeff and WWE could reach some agreement before then? At this point, no. Could you elaborate a little bit more? I think... I think Jeff thinks... That he's burned that bridge. Uh, basically, I mean, there's not that much else to say about it, really. Um, Jeff apparently feels slighted, and. This is essentially, and I, I hate to use this analogy, 
it's the equivalent of sticking your fingers in your ears and going, la, 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 I can't hear you. I get that. I mean, weirder things have happened. So maybe they will come to a, an agreement. But, um... Uh, we've got, um... An update on some possible Royal Rumble spoilers. Or rather, participants, I should say. Maybe we should get into that in a, a moment. I wanted to okay. uh, talk about um, one of those possibilities being L.A. Knight and how WWE is, uh, is kind of high on him right now. Uh, and they're also high on Von... <laughs> Head um forehead to big Wagner and Sean Quinn. Vaughn five head. Um, it's not a forehead. It's a five head. It might um, even be a six head. God, if that's a five head, I hate to see what his five skin looks like. And you're impressed with a six pack. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, L.A. Knight, yes. Oh, he's oh, absolutely coming up. Um, Zion Quinn ha has the look. He he definitely has the look of being uh, a main eventer. The one who dressed up like Freddie Mercury back at Halloween Havoc. The one who put Robert. The was in a terrible mustache. The one who put Robert Stone through a table. The one who's been feuding with Legato del Fantasma over Electra Lopez's affections. Yeah, I haven't been watching NXT. <laughs> But, I mean, if he didn't pique my interest in the, what, two months that I watched NXT, then will he pique my interest on WWE TV? He's, if they, if they push him as a, you know, as a monster, uh, he, it could work. Also, they gotta stop spelling his fucking name X-Y-O-N. Is that just a, a personal preference because of uh, a, um, ADD or what? OCD? It does not go together linguistically. This is torture to wrestling fans with ADD who have a penchant for, you know, for being you know, grammar Nazis. <laughs> Speaking of grammar Nazis, Gunther officially changed his name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what, what a, what a video friggin' package. Jesus. Oh my God. 
Oh boy. Yes. Yes, Walter is in the past. I never really was Walter. I am Gunther. Or Gunther. Gunther Gunther. Gunther Gunther. And he's looking for the uh the affect he's looking for the affection of Rachel. It, it, replace the G with a C and you'll get what I think of the whole situation. And we are being joined by Coleco Yachts. Just got in from work. Pug life. I have a pug. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Pray for me. I think that's something we'll unbox during the... After the show. Um, but what are your thoughts on um, LA Knight making a main roster debut and potentially Yvonne Wagner, Zion Quinn uh, call up as well? I mean, we got to fill that roster out anyway, right? It's, it's just a matter of filling it out. Uh, they cut a lot of people, so they got to fill it up with some people. But I think LA Knight has a chance to make it because he's got the, the charisma and he can he got chemistry with people. So I think he he can do it. The other two wild cards. I, I agree with LA Knight. We spoke, you know, back when he was still on NWA. I I thought he was going to be the new NWA champion that led NWA into a new um era. You know, obviously the pandemic happened, that didn't, and that didn't happen. Um, and now he, and then he went to NXT. But he could do something significant on an, on a, a Raw or a SmackDown. I feel like a SmackDown would suit him better. Well, SmackDown, it's Roman's show, so it, Raw is more of the wild card than, than SmackDown, because at least with Raw, once Brock's shadow is gone, there's a lot more people. He could actually shuffle himself into being a heavyweight champion. Yeah, I, SmackDown, it feels more like Roman is the head guy, and there's really nobody else. Knight seems like he's he's the one who's going to. You know, get get the proper push. He's gonna, you know, start out have a have one or two pr big programs. Then he's gonna move on to a big card championship feud, and then two years. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna even I'm, I'll make this prediction now by WrestleMania forty. LA Knight will be WWE champion. Damn. And you know, I say damn, but that would not surprise me because he is that damn good. Yeah, he's that good. He's got charisma. He's got the look. He can talk. It's not out of the realm. And, and Raw's got to start with some people anyway. Like, AJ's going to be out the door. In a couple of years, so that seems feasible. Not out the realm. What about uh, Von Wagner? 
Um, did his friend just take over his personality, or can they pump some of it in, back into him for um, a Raw or SmackDown debut? Depends, because I feel like he would be better in a tag team or mid-card team, but it just depends on who they put him with to start. Because unlike Eli... It, the right person is going to have to pull it out of it. So basically, do the Omos thing with uh, yeah. Ragnar. Yeah, because I mean, the right two people, the right person pulled it out of him, AJ. Same with Austin Theory. Like, yeah, Vince got him, but that match with AJ on Raw was really good. It made him look good. So. <laughs> Um, it's just uh, interesting because they also said that their lack of experience, they're willing to look over the lack of experience with those two guys, uh, Zion and Don Wagner, uh, if they have potential. Is that, isn't that just a good way to say that the crowd is going to bury them if they come on Raw SmackDown and underperform? Well, the number one thing is coachable and moldable. And plus, I think it's also a, a point of emphasis of there's no definition to them like a like a Kevin Owens, right? Like when Kevin Owens got there he became, we thought Kevin Steen was going to be Kevin Owens, right? And to a degree, it is, but it's not to the scale what the fans are used to. You know what I'm saying? So, they can, they're, they're the clay in this in this thing. They can mold them to however they want to see fit. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier bringing in independent talent from either other promotions or independent shows to be essentially an independent contractor and work a couple months with WWE and then go on their merry way. Would that actually benefit a Zion Quinn and a Von Wagner? Or would it kind of just, um, how do you say, um, show the holes that are in there? Well, it depends because, I mean, they're new, but in order to, to see them succeed, sometimes it's okay to let them fail, right? Like, we let Cena fail. We let Austin fail. We let Triple H fail. We let The Rock fail. We let all these people, because we think about the end result, but we don't think about the journey, right? right? And that's where I think we get impatient because we want these new stars, but we want them to be instant and da da da. And it's like it's okay if they fail as long as they know what they need to do to get better and get and get back on the horse. All right. I think we talked enough about this. Unless uh, Scooter has any last comments on the medal. Mm, nope. All right. Go dogs. That's what you got to say. And what's your real feelings about Alabama, Calico? Fuck Bama. 
Well, we beat we beat you. We beat him. I don't care. One and four. I'll take my one. <laughs> um, Dan Frozen is only me Frozen. It's very nice. It's very evil. Very nice. Very evil. Scooter, uh, your thoughts on Downhausen? Uh, uh, by the way, I am now Scooterhausen. Okay, Scooterhausen. Yes, uh, I, I have to bring this up that, uh, on a, on a YouTube, uh, clip of, you know, of, uh, Danhausen's that, from about three months ago, somebody and I and I and I found this by sheer happenstance. Somebody put in the comments of the video. Oh, if Dan Housen were to debut, or were to have a lights out debut, the world, the the arena would crack in half. And I'm like, wow, that was eerie. <laughs> I'm also like, hi, Tony. Uh, <laughs> but that was an a that was an absolutely perfect, perfect way to not only show that Dan Housen has arrived. In AEW, but the fact that he's still injured, he's still recovering. With a course of leg. Yes, yes, uh, you're not cursed. Um, uh, you know, going back and watching all of Danhausen's stuff, uh, you know, he's, uh, when he had Xavier Woods on his podcast, and when he did uh, oral sessions, um, and you know, wa watching uh, his uh, match from Halloween 2019, when he dressed up as you know Cold Steve, uh, you know Austinhausen. Now, I can almost guarantee that Tony Khan is going to purchase the rights to tequila. Oh, probably. Um, well, at least Lisa. Now, clearly, when Dan Housen is ready to go, clearly his first match is with Darby. I mean, that's, uh, that's almost everybody's, uh, all the big debuts get Darby first, but... You know, Darby Um, but there's gonna have to be some sort of interaction, you know, between, you know, Stinghausen and... Oh, God. And Danhausen and Jarbyhausen. 
Calico, your dots on Downhausen. The silence is pretty much my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> so he was about to say who? Exactly. I was about to say who, but it depends on where they fit them, man. Like everyone's getting hyped for these signings, and I and I love it. I don't get me wrong, but who's going to whose detriment will that signing go go to? Right. But here's the thing: Dan Housen is probably the only talent. He can show up on a show, do nothing, and still be considered a success. I mean, Orange Cassidy? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, Orange Cassidy, you know, at least has, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, slow shit. The, 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 the he beat Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy. So, first and foremost, I will say that it may be placed to his advantage that he is injured housing with a cross of leg because now they have some opportunity to build them up and have people actually figure out what the fuck this guy's all about. Um, they won't get far with that because he's not housing. Um, well, no, James. James, yeah. I'm gonna stop you right there, and we're gonna we're we're gonna say this correctly. One syllable, Danhausen. Danhausen. Thank you. Because <laughs> he's I not. Lost? He's, really? he's not. He's not Danhausen. He's Danhausen. And uh, better than Pierza. You. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could have been, you know, you know, Donovan Danhausen, but um, and if you get the chance, check out uh Chris Van Vlies, uh interview with an out of makeup Danhausen. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, or maybe in human makeup. My problem with Don Housen is how do you introduce him to a TNT or a TBS crowd that has no earthly idea who he is? You know, and he's a very niche type of wrestler. And that is just the simple fact that Don Housen is very... Um, I mean, Thin. there's no better way to put this. He's creepy looking. So, is this just a niche signing because the crowd actually know who he is, is going to pop? Or is this kind of just to endear trying to bring in new people that they think TBS and TNT will like? Honestly, I don't think I I don't think AEW is about what the networks want. Well, no, I mean the crowds that they'll, you know. Um, Cleveland was 
fucking chanting his name. It was on par with CM Punk's debut chant. What? What say you, Coleco? Really? I mean, CM Punk had people crying. I don't know about that. <laughs> Let me ask this. Does do either of you see Dan Harrison as AEW champion in the next five years? Fuck no. No. Unless they have a trio and it's like an odd couple thing. No, but again, Dan Harrison doesn't need it. He Yeah, there are some people who don't need it, so we, I agree. We, we, we finally have a talent who could be the highlight of the show and it doesn't revolve around the championship. Yeah, it kind of seems like he'll be like that guy that kind of creeps around to someone gets tired of him, like a Wardlow or something. And then, you know, he'll get the instant face heat because he's like, he's minding his business and somebody's fucking with him. Well, it's only going to be interesting what they do with Hemhausen, and uh, hopefully it, it's actually interesting. So Now, it'll be even more interesting if he shows up at the Rumble. <laughs> that would be very interesting. And, and maybe... Um... Maybe A and W can have a sponsor AEW. Man, that was such a missed opportunity, and I still feel like that should be that should have been their number one sponsor. But you know, oh, uh, let's go get some hamburgers. Let's go. Well, somebody that got signed to somebody that wants to get fired. Uh, Mustafa Ali was trending online uh, with the hashtag Free Ali. They're treating him like he's a captive of war or something. He's getting paid. He's going to be on. He's probably going to be on TV. Is this people kind of making more of a big deal out of something that shouldn't be that big of a deal? Kaliko? <sighs> yes, they are. Because it's like, it, it, yeah, does he want to be free? Yes. Does everybody want him to go? Yes. Is it life or death if he gets fired today or tomorrow? No. Because what's going to happen is, is that he's going to get released. Everybody's going to be like, yay! And then he's just going to be chilling in the background for a minute. And everybody's going to forget about him. I, I just hate how this plays out with, like, talent. Because I feel like sometimes we play with their lives as if it's ours. You know, it's kind of like living vicariously through them. Being able to want to get fired and leave their job that they really hate. But they don't have nowhere to go type of deal. So, it, he, he, he should have handled it the right way from jump, but... I get his frustration. And that's the one thing that 
gets missing out of all of this is his frustration. Everybody's more concerned about him getting free, but what is he getting? What's going to happen after the fact? You see what I'm saying? Everybody's here for him to get free, but then when he gets free, then what? Right. Are you going to support him with merch? Are you going to do all this? How, how is it going to work? What's a you, <clears throat> Three words. It's a work. Really? What, Mustafa Ali world champion? <laughs> okay. Ali is not stupid. He is not a stupid man. He he wouldn't be putting, you know, an Instagram story out on, oh, I'm going to tell everybody I'm going to ask for my release. No. No, thank you. Like, and uh, but we've seen that happen with FTR. See, that's the problem. It's like precedence is what was dictating this, right? Like for every rock star Spud work or Mark Henry work, there's several Luke Harper FTR stories that did the same thing. So it's a it's like one of those things where it's blur. blur I can see your point. I totally can see it. It's like a blurred line. Because Ali was the 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 face for them of of a, of a certain demographic being that being you know Chicago police officers. Ah, uh, ah, uh, um, but they. It, this just, it screams work to me. If it's not, and he gets, and he does get released, the question is, one, is do they have the option to automatically renew his contract, first of all? Um, secondly, if he does get released, he won't wrestle again. You don't think uh, an AEW or New Japan would pick him up just for that um, that spitefulness, that spiteful uh, signing? Oh no! Got that no. Got no! 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 I think he's become. If this isn't work, then he's become very disillusioned with pro wrestling and would want to be far away from it. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, it is, again, it's an odd situation, and like you said, Ali's not a dumb guy, but, you know, it could just be several grapes at this point as well. You know, we've seen a, a lot of guys get jaded with being in WWE, because they're not getting what they feel they deserve, quote-unquote. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the question is, what do they deserve? Because 
This is where it comes into play. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you can leverage. And that brings us into probably our last segment of the show. Um, Ronda Rousey is uh, still under contract with WWE, and she has reportedly been training for an in-ring comeback, specifically the Royal Rumble. Uh, the Royal Rumble is later today, and if you're smart, how should you listen to it, Scooter? You should listen to it on the remix, the only live streaming premium live event coverage podcast on the web today. Alright, what are the possibilities of Ronda Rousey actually coming into the Royal Rumble? And what is the percentage of her actually winning it if she actually does compete in it? Scootle. If she's in it, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) If she's in it, honestly... I I see maybe somebody else uh, eliminating her for heel heat and getting uh, or or uh, Ronda turns heel. Well, wasn't Ronda heel to begin with? Face. I mean, that Mania 35, she was heel. I mean, she didn't turn heel until freaking half of LA turned on her, which was my Survivor Series pick match, which you can listen to back in our previous episodes. In the archives. Um. It was reported uh, in the betting odds was it was heavily favoring Bianca Belair for uh, a repeat win, and then that quickly shifted back to Ronda Rousey once it was announced that she's making a return. Um, I mean, in all honesty, it does make sense if she won, because you have that story with Becky that needs to be I want to say retold, but told to its finish. Finish. Finish, yeah. That's why. If she comes back, she's winning. She's facing Becky at Mania, and that will be one of the main events. Because that's the only way it can happen. I think there's more than untold, an unfinished story with Charlotte than Becky. True, but the Becky Rhonda thing was something that was getting started but never finished. And we still haven't got that one-on-one match. Yeah, the one that everybody thought Becky was going to lose and they were going to ride her in L.A. anyway if she lost. Very true. Honestly, if she's in, I I do not believe she will win. Because I think if 
As much as if Bianca wins, she's gonna have to go to SmackDown. I can't, but I don't see that happening. I don't see her repeating. I didn't see that either. And last week when we did our predictions, you know, her name can come up a lot. But I mean, it's not under it's not under the realm of ideas that can't happen. I would say. I mean, considering, well, there's, uh, uh, we now have Caitlyn, former WWE Dio champion Caitlyn, uh, in the, uh, she's in town, most likely going to make a Rumble appearance. Uh, Ivory, as well, uh, possibly Oksana. Cameron, Melina, Melina is almost a definite at this point. Um, yeah, and that's why I thought, I think Lita would be Charlotte's opponent. I keep it, the way it's going, it seems like it's heading that way. Um, Asuka is, uh, supposed, is supposedly coming in, uh, coming back. Uh, Kyrie Sane making a return. Possibly, yes. Um, and... Um, and, uh, Rhonda, uh, however, if you, um, you know, if, if, if Oksana's, uh, kept her hair dyed, you could just call her, you know, Trish Stratus version 2.0. Or Mandy Rose. Uh, also, most likely making an appearance in the Rumble, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, and, well. yes, you, you know, um, uh, and I have a feeling they're going to attempt to have Raquel run the, um, the diesel position, uh, basically. Yeah. Oh, the Iron Woman? No, yep. the most eliminations. Oh, that's the question. Who's going to be the Iron Woman? Because it's always been Sasha. <laughs> well, Sasha's in it. She made a return tonight, uh, of last night on uh, SmackDown. But three years in a row at that position? Yeah, but I mean, Billy was the Iron Woman last year. That's my point. I mean, your point, good point. Touche, sir. But going because I mean us, uh, Oksana and Molina aren't going to win the Royal Rumble. I think we already know that. Uh, one interesting thing was that Iconics actually turned down a position in the Royal Rumble. Um, they just said that they were happy where they was and impact, which is you know honestly I kind of respect. No. Yeah. Uh, too many. It's too fresh. The wound's too fresh for them. I don't know. Uh, uh, you also have, um, now, uh, Sonya Deville officially in. And this is um, when we had 21 women already confirmed to be in the Royal Rumble. 
And, and now Naomi and Sonya are officially announced. So that now leaves seven spots in the women's uh, match. Well, one is Sasha for sure. Possibly Ronda. That's that leaves five. Oh, Melina and Oksana. That's that leaves what? Um, three. Who else? Uh, well, maybe Kyrie Sane. Oh, Oscar is definitely one. Uh, well, again, they they are in town. They are in town. Uh, so, as of this recording, there are still technically seven spots open. Well, is that seven including Sasa or seven excluding? Seven including. Oh, including Sasa. Okay, so that's... Yeah. Okay. Seven spots. Well, it, it's definitely, things just got a little bit interest, more interesting. If, you know, Ronda comes in and they pull all Audible to get her to win, because I had my eyes on Naomi. Uh, we all had our eyes on Bailey. So, the, the, First and foremost, does Ronda Rousey need a Royal Rumble win in order to challenge a Charlotte or a Becky? No. No, but it's more about the buzz of Ronda Rousey coming back and winning. But, honestly, I think Bailey would get more of a reaction. She would. If she's in a huggle form. Eh. Let's face it, um, there's only, I think, one time in Royal Rumble history that a superstar was supposedly injured and out for a long time, and then boom, not only returns at the Rumble, but wins it. It's Triple H? Cena in 2008. Oh, yeah. Cena. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm talking surprise entrance. Edge, Edge was announced. Edge announced his participation. Uh, the 2010? 2010. Oh, 2011. Was it? Oh, no, 2010. Yes, it was 2010. 2010. That was 26. Um, yes, uh, but, but, no, he was, everyone knew he was returning. Then, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete, it wasn't a total shock. I see what when, you mean. When it was, you know, when it was Cena, it was 
we all thought he was going to miss WrestleMania. That's how that's that's how much it was. Uh, so I I I I think I think if Ronda and Bailey both return, I think our final three are Bailey, Ronda, and Charlotte. I mean, there's always the possibility that Ronda doesn't uh, appear at the Royal Rumble. Or she could make an appearance after whoever wins. Again? They wouldn't do that to Bailey. They, 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 want, they, get, they, want, they want Ronda to point the WrestleMania sign again? I mean, they did it to Oscar. I mean, Oscar won the first year. Um, Ooh. Who was the champion at the time? Charlotte. Charlotte. She picked Charlotte. Yeah, it was Charlotte and the, the other champion, whoever it was at that time, came in the ring. And then Alexa Bliss. It was Charlotte Alexa Bliss. Bliss went on with uh, Naya. That's right. And Oscar picked Charlotte. And But this one's different because and think of... But think of Ronda winning and... She's got beef with both, so it makes sense. What? But what if it's hmm, this is this is brought up something? What? What if they run it back with Oscar in Ronda's position and Ronda in Oscar's position? Ooh, that would that would suck. That would be pretty cool. Because honestly, I'm I'm not that interested anymore in a Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch match. I can see that point, but my thing is Oscar versus who? Becky? Because no, we had I, I, I think uh, if Ronda returns, it's I think Ronda's not going to get in the title picture, and it's going <laughs> to have Oscar and Oscar uh, and Ronda. Oscar Ronda? Ooh, somebody get knocked out for real in that bitch. Or. Or they'll they'll pull the trigger on Rhonda and Shayna, best friends. You know that my uh, baseball winning isn't maybe out of the realm of possibilities. The hell it is. (laughs) Well, if they wanna, you know, make Rhonda happy. you know what? At this point, I'm saying Ronda ain't coming back for the Rumble. That would be that would be the most simple thing. <laughs> you, 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 you know, you're speaking like oh, like Ronda is is God's gift to you to wrestling. No, she's God's gift to media, and that's the point. And that's the, that's the issue. They got a stadium to sell two nights, man. I mean, uh, you know, if, I mean, the only way Rhonda could throw up interest for me is if she, if she, you know, ran into the arena streaking her way to the Rumble. 
Well, I mean, they they did just make a plan for WCW on Central, so maybe. Oh, yes. Bring bring back the the pudding matches and the gravy (laughs) matches. Now, with all of this chatter and debate as we have been for the last, like, 15 minutes or so, does anybody want to change their women's Royal Rumble pick? Let's see. I said Bailey. I said Bailey was my first. Charlotte was my second. And you know what? I think my I think my dark horse my uh. Oh, not Dark Horse. That, that's terrible. Um, I think my my uh, my alternate was, was Bianca, or was my alternate Becky? I, I I can't remember. Either way, my alternate. I think I'm gonna switch it to. Yeah, I'm gonna switch it to Raquel. Kalika. Hmm. I had Bailey. I had Charlotte. I had Bailey, Charlotte, and Lita, if I remember. I'm going to change it to Bailey, Lita, Rhonda. I had Billy, Naomi, and my dark horse Mulligan was uh, Liv. Now I'm changing Billy to Rhonda. Because either one at this point is a long shot, but still could happen. Alright, and that brings us to... um, the men's Royal Rumble, if anybody wants to comment on that. Uh, yes, let, uh, so, rumored, uh, to, to enter Shane McMahon. That doesn't suck. I like Shane. Bad Bunny. That would be pretty cool. That would be crazy. Uh, I mean, I swear to God, if one or if one and two are Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville, that would be awesome. Uh, because let's face it, Knoxville is getting one elimination. We know this. Uh, it may or may not be a ginger. But think about that. When was the last time the first Rumble, or the Rumble, where the first two entrants weren't wrestlers? Mm, Elias and Jack Jarrett? No. Uh, ooh, Damn. wait a minute. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You That's the other thing. 
Ooh. Could they could they be keeping us in the dark about Elias? Hmm. Uh is he even still employed? Yes. Do they know that he's still employed? Not sure. Uh but not a JTG moment. <laughs> but 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 perhaps the most interesting story I've heard is Kurt Angle. No. And not only that, some of the betting odds sites have actually thought of the, the scenario where Angle wins and challenges Lesnar. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Are they trying to kill him? Are they trying to kill Kurt Angle? <laughs> Is it a buried alive match? Uh, it's going to be a buried standing up match. Uh, so it's, an it's an oxygen tank on a pole match. Uh, it's going to be a first 48 match because he's going to get murdered if he gets <laughs> in the ring with Brock now. Um... But I think I think it is almost I I say with seventy five percent certainty that we're gonna see Moose. That's a lot of percentage. It it'll probably be the one really forbidden door opening. In the men's match. I feel if Moose does make an appearance, he would have to do something significant. Because he is champion for Impact. And they're not just going to make him look like a chump at a WWE event. Now, there's... I've heard the rumors that Moose might cost Roman the title? No, that's too far of a stretch for me. Uh, 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 but apparently Punk will be in the Rumble. No, um, uh, Braun Bricker. Of course. Is, is looking to be, uh, in town. And yes, Gunther. You know, I went... I don't care about, you know, Von Breakle, but a Rick Steiner would suck. Hey, Rick, ooh. Can, could Rick, can, could Rick even go anymore? I mean, it didn't stop the Orange Sheik from winning the gimmick battle royal. Gimmick battle royal and the, these motherfuckers in their prime are two different people. <laughs> But yes, we are going to see Gunther in the Rumble, and I think uh, Gunther is going to be the uh, the Iron Man. Um, well, we certainly know he can go forty fifty minutes in the matches we've seen them. Uh, of course, there are now only five spots left in the men's match. That's with, uh, interesting. 
with Nakamura, Rick Boogs, and Ricochet added. Did you say Rick Boobs? Boogs! You totally said boobs. No, James. I'm not the one who mispronounces stuff. Fuck you. <laughs> um. So. A lot of rumor and innuendo going into the Royal Rumble in a couple of hours. Um. Anything you wanna change from your. From your picks from last week? Scooter? Well, I'm, I'm still going with uh, Gunther to win. My... I forget what my second was. Kevin Owens. Yeah. I... Um, and then my mulligan was Pete Dunn. I'm... I am I am gonna change I'm gonna change this up and uh, still going up there to win possibly alternate winner No, you know what? I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna. I think I'm still gonna keep it to Kevin Owens. Um, my Mulligan, however, the Mulligan. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, shut up, you know what, my mulligan is Damien Priest. Oh, all right, so Damien Priest is your mulligan, what say you, Coleco? <clears throat> Mine's were, if I'm not mistaken, Seth, Brock, and Bobby. I'm staying with those. And mine's was um, Walter Gunther, um, AJ Styles, because I will write that until it actually happens. And my, <laughs> Good luck. And my... Um, my mulligan for such giggles was Austin Gilly. And then, yeah, I'll hit that. Um, you got a better chance of getting a pug than AJ Styles winning the Rumble. You got a better chance of pronouncing Fuerza correctly than AJ winning the Rumble. He <laughs> <laughs> lied. Jesus Christ. We shall see in uh, a couple of hours, because that's when the Royal yeah. Rumble is. And yeah, if, if, I, if, if I'm not buried in snow. Is it snow in Atlanta? New York. <laughs> actually, yes, it is snowing in Alabama, too, actually. <laughs> 
still high winds in California. I mean, then, like, you know, the cocaine snow that's falling in California. Oh, man. Making it, they're making it rain, that shit. Okay, Anything to pass the COVID. Just a mere few hours. Well, if you are battling any of the, you know, 35 new variants that just popped up in the last five minutes, you're going to listen to it on the remix only on UNB Sports, the only, still to this day, live streaming premium live event coverage. Hashtag choose your commentary. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment on our YouTube and Castbox. Of course, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Pale One Coffee. Join us this Wednesday as we interview on Rip Bison. Um, and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling E. You can follow us individually as well. I am at James Shane 993. Where can they find Kaliko? I am Kaliko, and after it feels like forever, we're finally starting the road to some kind of mania. <laughs> Whether it's WrestleMania or COVID mania, one of them is going to happen. I mean, we've had COVID mania for the last three years. So oh, oh, it's been running wild like, oh. Maybe it's a road to nymphomania. Ooh, I'm down. Scooter, where can they find you? They can find me being very nice, very evil. Uh, on Twitter, at ScooterDust, of course, with the remix in some minutes. And, of course... Uh, join me along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan. Twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Oh, Kaliko Yacht, Spirit Dust. I'm James J. And this has been Wrestling with... Entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.